You ready? You want to welcome us in? No, I don't ever want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> to another episode of Green Thumbprint. Uh, it is Keith and Elise back together. How are you doing, Elise? Woo! That Very good. good. Excellent. Um, so we are coming to you at the end of February 2015 to talk about something that's clearly uh, an important element, uh, imprint of a Green Thumbprint, and that is growing food, uh, something we are both excited about and have done in the past. Um, and we're going to talk about what happens when you've either grown a lot of food or have acquired a, an abundance of food and you may not be able to use or consume it all um, while it's still fresh and available. Um, we're going to talk about how to preserve foods. Da -da -da. <laughs> yep. And um, frankly, when I think of someone preserving foods, I think of Elise. Uh, I've been to your house when you've been preserving foods. You've given me preserves. I think I've helped you with preserving, but um, between us, you are certainly um, the expert. Yes, your green thumb was certainly um, demonstrating the abundance that you could grow. So um, let's just break it down for the listeners. What are some of the different ways that foods could be preserved? So you um, you describe two types of pickling, right? Yeah. And 
and what would be what would be an example? You said the first one would be in a solution like pickled pig's feet, I believe, could be like a meat that is pickled, or would like your standard cucumbers in a brine be yeah. the first yeah. type? And so what's yeah. an, what's an example of the se- second type of pickling you just gave? Uh, and so you, the second type you can do with a lot of different vegetables as well. You wouldn't want to do with meat, but um, like sauerkraut is uh. a, a fermented type of pickled vegetable the stuff you'd buy in the grocery store in a plastic bag just has vinegar in it but you could natural sauerkraut is is made that way uh kimchi is another one um and then if you went to a fancy pickle pickle store and got pickles they would be uh fermented pickles probably and not not fresh okay and then drying was the next uh, method you discussed yeah. A basic dried form of preservation would be like sun dried tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, you could even do it with meat. Um, right. But yeah, all types of fruit, some vegetables too, like if you dry zucchini um, or eggplant, those things are really nice if you let them dry and then um, they'll keep for a long time just in a jar, maybe with some grains of rice to absorb any extra moisture and then mm. use it for cooking later or soaking in oil and that makes for a really nice uh more intense flavored um type of side dish that you could add to other things cool so we've got two types of pickling drying and you were about to launch into your fourth form of preservation uh yes i was um there's, you would tell me before that um, you can use sugar, correct, or sweetening. Yeah. Um, so, and that's uh, any type of really uh, solute-rich solution. So either salt or sugar will prevent the, the growth of microbes. Um, so, like, jams and stuff, those are, are just have huge amounts of sugar, and so microbes can't grow um what, other, you call, what about if you take a bunch of peanut butter and and just spread sugar all over that what do you call that oh that's delicious you call that your morning snack on a saturday um okay so is are, is covering something in sugar or covering it in salt like the same mechanism but would it be called two different forms of preservation or is it just like Well, who knows? They're just two different things you can do. Is generally when the something is more is soured, and so if you're adding sugar, then that's not a not a pickle anymore. But I'm not sure about the exact definitions of those things. Okay, yeah, we're just but but both are ways you can preserve uh, a food. Um, yeah, and then the other thing you can do is if you have. Sturdy pressure cooker um, is you can basically sterilize things in an enclosed container and um, things will last indefinitely. Indefinitely, so you could do that for really anything, even even meat um, like beef. If you were to pressure cook for, you'd have to do 
but if you pressure cook that for about an hour, you're killing everything that's in that meat, and it will last for uh, for years. Um, and then it's nice and tender when you open it up. Awesome. So, um, so tell me uh, a success story or like something you preserved and opened up. I don't know, weeks, months later, and you're like, oh, wow, this is good. Like, I am, I'm pleasantly surprised by my preservation. But everything's like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, one of my favorite things uh, in where I just where I finished graduate school at Indiana University in Bloomington, uh, every few years there's this huge uh, explosion of chanterelle mushrooms and at one point I think we collected about 70 pounds of, of chanterelles and which is like many more. foraged for them or yeah they were just they were really growing everywhere oh boy um, that sounds like another topic altogether foraging but anyways so, so you got we, 70 pounds of chanterelles yeah and so we and we did a variety of things to them including freezing drying just out in the sun and then also fresh pickling them with a bunch of spices and I think the, the pickled ones were were always my one of my favorite things I still have a, a few jars from the last big harvest which I'm saving any disaster stories that um, are fun and looking back upon but maybe were not so enjoyable at the moment like an exploding jar or some kind of crazy fungus uh plenty of exploding jars i think the the worst for me um in this house i didn't have air conditioning and it was a particularly hot summer and i was yes that house was particularly hot in the summer <laughs> um and so we were uh pickling cucumbers uh, fermenting cucumbers and uh, there was we also had uh, chickens at that time and a dog so we would just leave the door open so that the dog could go in and out but uh, it was also a number of flies that would go in and out and some of those flies laid eggs in the, oh in the pickles and uh, that that was pretty that was pretty gross oh god uh, um, all right, maybe, <laughs> hopefully, uh, folks do not get too turned off from So, and there's a, I mean, the solution to that is just to, if you're doing, um, that type of fermenting, you can cover containers with cheesecloth, and that will prevent flies from getting in. And mm, that was the first time it, and it was a lesson learned. Well, so speaking of first times, um, let's close by maybe walking someone through a very easy initial preservation process. Let's say like someone's brand new to preserving. What would you say is like a really sim simple and easy way to, to do some form of preservation? warm uh, and get some sun if you just for example 
zucchini or eggplant if you just slice it really thin mm. or apples and then lay it on a on a towel on a pan someplace in the sun within a few days they'll dry and it's just it's a nice um treat and something that you can can keep for a long time um and then would, once it's once you once it's like how would you know it's ready i guess <laughs> okay when it, they've dried and they're dry um and then you would off still but it, they'll still last for a long time and so then i always put them in uh, some type of large jar with rice at the bottom and that will help to absorb the, the mm-hmm. moisture like um, a mason jar with a yeah. top awesome um it's a really good Who? The Joy of Pickling. Ah. It's a, a book um, you can get almost anywhere, and that um, I would highly recommend to people. It has just the ratios of vinegar and salt ah. and pepper, that, that type of thing, and how long and different spices you can add for, for different types of pickles. Awesome. Well, we know you love pickles. We know that I don't love pickles, so maybe something like saturating it in salt or sugar would be more up my alley. Um, okay, well, uh, I think unless there's any final comments on, on the preservation of food you want to give, um, that's a, an excellent little snippet for folks. Yeah, I guess I do just want to say, I mean, part of the preservation, the benefits of preservation are dealing with food when you have too much of it but it's also a really nice way to bring some of those summer foods into the winter and so if you're trying really hard to eat things that are you know only grown at that time of the year and avoid eating things that are imported from far away that's a really nice way to have your tomatoes and in the winter and your fruits without um and it still can be local so that's the the last thing i wanted to Great. Well, thank you so much, Elise. This has been another informative episode for me of Green Thumbprint. Um, and again, you're welcome. All right. This is Keith signing off. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>